Hey now, everybody. Welcome into Teal Town USA After Dark. After a exciting 3-2 win and to end the West Side Story series. I'm AJ underscore strong on the Twitter, and we have Mr. Ian Reed. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, now. So, uh, you know, going into this, I was just kind of like, well, you know, they got pasted versus Calgary at home. But, hey, look, you had a long break. You know, when's the yep. last time you saw the Sharks had three days off in between games? Doesn't happen very often. I was like, did, did they get another bye week? I was, I was confused. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, three <laughs> days off, and then they get to play three and four days, and then yeah, and, and all of them are like early games for us on the on the on the Pacific Coast. So, you know, four o'clock, then two o'clock, then one o'clock on Monday. It's all very weird. But uh, initial thoughts on this one. Uh, Aaron Dell in the San Jose Sharks is how I'm going to address the team today because Aaron Dell was a performance all his own, and then some other stuff happened with the other guys on the ice. Yes. I, I would concur, and that, and, um, hey, Evander Kane, keep your elbows to yourself, will you do? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's another conversation, holy jeez. Yeah, but uh, before we jump into it, as always, follow us on the social media channels, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, check us out on Reddit, and we occasionally do interesting things on Discord, generally, f- generally following, following uh, shows, by the way. <laughs> but if you ever miss anything, catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Replay is always on YouTube, and as always, everything can be found on tealtownusa.com. So, with that, let's get into the first period, and what do we got? Um, well, we got the NHL not knowing how to score. Yep. <laughs> In the first period, uh, about a third of the way through... Sorensen scores. No, wait. Alex True scores. No, I'm sorry. It was, in fact, Marcus Sorensen. Either way, it was just a uh, a mashup at the net. I, I'm not totally surprised <laughs> by the NHL having a difficult time figuring out who put it in, but it ended up being Sorensen banging it in. Alex True picks up his second NHL point, almost yeah. his first NHL goal. But uh, And then Gambrell gets it. So uh, three cheers for the fourth line. The Jets would challenge us for goaltender interference, but no call. Uh, and the Sharks would inevitably get a power play off of that. Uh, with 4.17 left, I noticed that the <laughs> Sharks are out shooting the Jets 11-3. to And this would be something that would continue on through the game. But after one period, shots were 13-3 to in favor of the Sharks. High danger chances, 9-4 to for the Sharks, Ian. Yeah, it, I mean, it's funny how, like, the NHL like does shots, right? Because like, I think like a a shot that hits the post should be a shot on goal because if it deflects, if it hits the post and goes in, you know, you you don't disallow it. It's a goal. So I, I, it's funny how like the NHL does that. And I feel like, cause I think there was a post in the first and they had like, they had some good chances. They just couldn't find the net. Um, I thought the shot clock was really deceiving um, yes. after the first. Like, if you just looked at the numbers, you'd be like, wow, the Sharks steamrolled them. And that really wasn't the case. Like, the like the Sharks played a good period of hockey, I thought. But it if you just looked at the numbers and didn't watch the game, you'd think it was a far more dominating performance by the Sharks than it was. Oh, absolutely. That's When I looked at it, I went, that shot's on goal. That can't possibly be right. You know what right. I mean? 
Yeah. And then even when you looked at the high, da- high danger chances for, it was just, there's no possible way. But, hey, it was what it was. And after one, Sharks are up one nothing, And you're thinking, all right, hey, not too shabby. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, th- I mean, it was it was a good, it was a hard played period. And I thought, you know, it's nice to be on the right side of it because that first period could have gone either way. I, even even with the shots being what they were, it could have gone either way. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in the second, uh, we then see the Sharks have some interesting defensive play and give up two goals inside of about 90 seconds. Uh, the first one to uh, Connor, just a highlight between the legs on the power play. Not really sure what the hell Burns and Dylan were doing on this play. Yeah, I, rough defensive play on both of these goals. Um, and I think this, this was the Van, this was the first Evander Kane penalty. Uh, yes, this was the yeah. what the was it boarding was it interference? I'm not even sure what the hell they called it. But. Well, you could have called. I, I believe they called it interference, which is the right call because. Um, yeah, the, like he did have the puck, but like by the time Kane made the check, like Barkley Goodrow has the puck. So the textbook interference, like your own player has the puck and you're destroying someone into the boards. Guess what? It's interference. Um, I don't know what, uh, Ponick did to make Kane so angry this game. Um, <laughs> cause like it seemed like Kane ran him like every chance he got, but, um, you think it was just from, you know, hearing the boo birds whenever he touched the puck. Yeah, I think I, you know, I think Kane can get in his own head a little bit where sometimes, um, you know, we've seen we've seen him have a couple of games in Vegas where he's kind of done something similar because it's, you know, he just he gets into the game and I think sometimes he just can't help himself a little bit. Um, and we've seen this a couple of in a couple of Vegas games, and I thought that was, you know, obviously this is a team that, um, like I wouldn't like Winnipeg if I was a fan of Kane either. I mean, um, goddamn Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, that too. And then, uh, you know, at the time, Gary Lawless, who actually is funny, ironically enough, is the Vegas, one of the Vegas guys now, I believe. Um, basically, you know, he he was a big part of a media that really ran Evander Kane out of town. Now, you can, you know, like, look, and I'm not saying Evander Kane was an angel in Winnipeg. I mean, there was definitely some issues there. Um, but, you know, they really ran him out of town and so i you know i i can see why it's a game that evander kane gets up for oh absolutely i think anytime you're playing a former team especially when you had shall we say uh i don't want to i just i'll just put an umbrella over it and say shenanigans uh you probably want to play well there uh, mm-hmm. a couple comments uh fanatical teal bleeder uh, let's not forget ek 65s turnover shot on oh, we're goal. getting there we're getting there we're getting there yeah we'll, we'll get there uh, but another comment, uh, proud heretic, probably Dell's best performance in a Sharks jersey so far. Uh, I, you know, while the numbers, he's certainly had a better save percentage in another game. Uh, this one was definitely saved the bacon, especially those last couple of minutes. So, he stole this game, yeah. in my opinion. Like, like it, Aaron Dell stole this game. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. The Sharks did score three goals and that's also important. But, you know, Aaron Dell, this game... I mean, at the end there, Winnipeg was just full steam ahead. And it, let's be honest, Winnipeg has some guys that can put the puck in the net. Like this oh, yeah. team's defense may not be um, what it used to be, but on the forward side, this team can still put the puck in the net. And Aaron Dell, you know, was the big, big reason that this team came out ahead tonight. Well, uh, I mean, dude, Connor and Shifley lead, lead, led them coming into this at 59 points apiece. So right. when you think about it, the highest shark... 
I think what is Eric Carlson somewhere Eric Carlson in the high thirties. So 40, I think. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, they definitely have guys that can score. So uh, we move on about ninety seconds later after the Connor one, and then we get to Wheeler. This is the one that you're talking about. I I I don't know what EK65 is doing in this uh, at this point where he's basically screening his own goalie. Yeah, the, this is the thing where I get upset, um, and you've heard me say this a million times. Either block the shot or get the fuck out of the way. Don't mm-hmm. flamingo. Like, the flamingo is is worse than this. It's not very much worse, but it, it's it's worse than the starfish defensive posture. <laughs> like, there, there's two things that I really wish the Sharks would stop doing. The starfish is one, but the flamingo is just, it's the worst thing you can do because you're basically, you know, you, you, you're too pansy to get in front of this and look at i look at i don't know how hard that shot is maybe you know some guys don't want to get hit with the puck and that's fine you know especially if you think it's going to hit you in the face or something whatever but i I think the worst thing you can do as a player especially with the amount of padding that these guys wear is just get as tiny as you can in front of your goalie and you know you don't help the goalie at all because you're blocking his eyes and you're, you're not blocking the shot like block the shot or let the goalie make a save if uh, you know Eric Carlson did neither in this situation, and uh, it doesn't matter who it is, you can say, "Oh, I was really hard on Eric Carlson." It doesn't matter. It could have been Brendan Dillon. It could have been Mario Ferraro. I would rip to shreds anyone who does the flamingo because it's just the worst possible play you can do: block the shot or let the goalie see. Don't get as small as you can in front of the goalie. Still enough to block, you know, block his vision, but not enough to let him make a save. It's just stupid. It's just stupid, cowardly play. I don't yeah, like it. It was. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. To be quite honest, I, I just I I watch that and I'm going, oh my god, what the hell are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so right about six seconds left in the second, though Morrissey would get called for holding Timo Meyer, and then on the ensuing faceoff, Joe Thornton takes a shot to the grill, no call, should have been a five on three for the Sharks to yep. open the third period, didn't happen. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, so. Then it's that one is pretty even. Shots on goal, eleven apiece for both sides. At that point, high danger chances. San Jose fourteen, Winnipeg five. So, still uh, looking good for the Sharks. Zero shots on goal for the Jets. Seven minutes into the second. So you know if you don't put the puck on net, it's gonna be pretty difficult for you to score. Absolutely. Uh, then we see. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, a nice 90 seconds in the early in the third for the Sharks. Uh, the other Carlson would tilt, tip in. A, uh, I don't know. Was this? Do you think that was Shellman actually shooting, or was he just trying to put it in in the slot? It's tough. I you know what? I'm not 100 percent sure, but it went in the net, and that's the important thing, I guess. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> but uh you, you love to see that with melker because the guy you know gets no accolades and boy if there's a time of the year you want melker scoring it's within a a, a week of the trade deadline is what i'm saying <laughs> uh comment comment in the chat that i want to get to uh birch sure. uh 7191 says uh this time last week had a chance the mts center is the smallest building in the nhl it was originally built for the manitoba moose it was i mean it was it was just big enough that they build it just big enough that they could potentially put an initial team there, but it was really, it was built for the moose. Um, and yeah, I, I believe it is. It's definitely the smallest. I think it only sits something like 15,000 people or something like it's, it's a small, small arena. And I remember when the jets moved back there, Gary Bettman saying, 
you know, this building is going to have to sell out nonstop or this isn't going to work because of the size of the arena. So, um, yeah, it is. It, you are not um, mistaken. It is definitely the smallest arena in the NHL. Uh, so about uh, 90 seconds after Milker scores, and Timo would bury a, uh, a soft rebound that uh, Heller gave up from LeBanc off of Burns. So at that point, you're going, oh, they get a tie. Oh, they take the lead. Well, I wonder how long this will last, especially with the way Kane's been playing and taking penalties. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, great third. Then uh, Sorensen and uh, Roslovic go off. Four on four play. That's always fun. Uh, and then nine minutes into the third until the Jets got a shot on goal. Yeah. Uh, just after the halfway point, Kane goes off for elbowing. That's his second elbowing in the second straight game. Knock yeah. it off, dude. Like I, I would be surprised. I was kind of surprised that after the Calgary game, with that elbow that he threw in the Calgary game, that didn't get nothing from player safety. I have to wonder with two games in a row with some really questionable elbows, if he gets called to the carpet for for this one, maybe a game um, or a fine at least, like just something to be like, hey, dummy, knock it off. To be fair, player safety has been pretty busy this week, but anyway. That's true. <laughs> Just saying. So uh, overall in the uh, in the penalty department, though, not bad. Uh, although I am seeing now that Goodrow did get a penalty for slashing at the uh, very end of the game, that which would explain the uh, ensuing shenanigans once the right. uh, horn sounded. Uh, so... You know, Jets one for four on the power play, Sharks 0 for three. So, you know, pretty even in that department. Shots on goal for as, for as much as we're talking about that, the Jets, what, seven minutes before a shot on goal in the first and then nine minutes in the second. I mean, it's uh, the fact that it ended up being 35-32. I mean, the Jets were obviously pouring it on towards the end. Uh, but, hey, again, it all comes back to holy hell Dell. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, first, second, third star, um, you know, MVP, uh, guy of the week. I don't know, get like, <laughs> na na name your name your award, and 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 it was Aaron Dell. I mean, the guy was just lights out. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about Aaron Dell right now. I mean, uh, since the coaching change, um, you know, someone's stock has gone way up and someone's stock has gone way down. And I'm not a negative guy, so I'm just going to say that Aaron Dell's stock has gone way up and you can do the process of elimination. Yeah, just as coach. And, you know, and that the scene, that's funny you bring. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I, just, I want to address one of the comments that's, uh, from James. Uh, Any truth to the rumors that the Pens are seriously trying to land Dylan? Um, I think there's a lot of teams that are trying to land Dylan right now. Columbus, now with the Seth Jones injury, uh, I think could be uh, one of the top players. Uh, I think there's a couple out there that have – there was somebody else who lost a defenseman for like a – was it Dougie Hamilton? Who am I thinking of? There was somebody uh, – I'm trying to think. There's so many guys going down right now. Exactly. It's like – like the league's dropping like the trade deadline. The league's dropping like flies. Yeah, I know that there was another one though that that said that they're losing somebody, and no, it wasn't Connor McDavid. <laughs> Although he is out for two to three, but either way, it's oh boy. I think we're probably going to have to go live 
uh, on trade deadline day. <laughs> when yeah, that all I think some bodies chipped out for sure. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked to see the Sharks not move like anybody. I think you know I think there's a couple of guys that are probably going to get moved. I think Dylan gets moved. I think that someone, especially trade deadline, you know, increases everyone's values a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe. I I wasn't super high on the idea of a return for Dylan, but with the with the market heating up a little bit, we might be surprised by what the Sharks get for him. Yeah, and, and hey, there's nine more days for people to go out. That's just oh, I know another name that went uh, Giordano. Uh, yeah, Giordano, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So either way, uh, could be fun there. But I yeah, I did want to know what the hell was going on with Randy Hahn tonight. <laughs> like, was he? Uh, was he in, was he spiking his coffee or something? Let me see. With Haunt, I had three flubs from Haunt. Haunt is usually perfection on the mic. Did you find like I just found the audio was just really bad, and I wonder if he was distracted by just the ridiculous audio at the game tonight? Because I thought the, there was a lot of audio issues in the broadcast tonight. Yeah, I, I, there was a couple times when like Randy was like sounded normal, and then like Hetty sounded like he was in a tin can for like a yeah. minute. <laughs> And then, like, they seemed to get that worked out, and then they'd go to commercial, and they came back, and then they both sounded like they were in the tin can for a and minute the, or so. And, and in the interview, um, when they were interviewing, I think it was it Sorensen, like, he sounded like he was taken back at the audio that was in his ear. It seemed like it might might have been high or something with the way he responded to yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, whoa, shit. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, uh, well, all right, I'm awake. And, um, yeah, it was an awesome goal, because we're great, and we did hard work, and... Yeah, hockey cliches. But it was so it was so weird. Like, uh, you know, they did the opening before. You know, they always do the interview with the player on the ice before it. And um, you know, Han goes, you know, and here's now Hetty with Evander Kane, and then it's Eric Carlson. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, at one point he announced that you know tomorrow's game is at noon Pacific, and it's no, it's at two. And then <laughs> and then he says the chances are good that Jones is starting tomorrow. Jones was announced as the starter like after yesterday's practice. That's that was my understanding of it too. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, Han... maybe maybe there's that maybe Randy Hahn has a beef with Kevin Kurz and isn't reason reading Ken, Kevin Kurz's tweets. Could be. Hey, Pajelka copies are so good. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, kind Making of interesting. Causing trouble where there's no probably no trouble at all. Now you've heard it here first. You yes. heard it here on TLC USA, Randy Hahn versus Kevin Kurz. I like it. I would pay for that. <laughs> uh, like, do, make that be like the the Patreon on top of the athletic. But anywho, uh, so I mean, again, I can't say enough good things about Dell. The only thing I will kind of say is, Christ Almighty, how can you? Don't you kind of want to see Dell go again tomorrow? I mean, if you're yeah. serious about trying to claw back. Yeah, I guess I, it's hard, though, because you have so many games in so little days, though, right? Like, this is this is one of those stretches where you probably do want to let the other guy play a game. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you, got, you got three games in four days, uh, you know, a really quick turnaround tomorrow. You got less than, you know, 22 hours between puck drops. Yeah, you got to go with the other guy. Well, I, I mean, I look forward to it. What is it? The current Sharks backup versus the former Sharks backup. <laughs> oh, and Stalock has actually been playing really well this season. I mean, he's had a couple of head, you know, a couple of brain farts here and there, and he's actually the one that's wearing the uh, the fact that um, Boudreaux got the can. 
You know, he's saying it's on him. I I don't think that's fair. I I don't either, but uh, at least it's nice to see the the players kind of come out and, you know, try to take a a bit of responsibility for it and say, you know, look, it wasn't his fault. It was it was on us. I don't think that like, but here's the thing, though, like I really when entering the season, I don't think they're like they're kind of exceeding expectations, aren't they? A little bit like being this close to the playoff picture. I didn't have the wild this close to the playoffs. Like, I just think that, you know, the the expectations for the wild by their management and ownership are just out of sync with what they probably should actually be. Like, I don't understand why you would fire Bruce Boudreau at all if you're the wild. Like, I don't think the coach is the problem. Like, look at what you have on the ice. What you, and, you know, you traded Jason, you just traded away Jason Zucker. Like, what? Well, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but we're talking, okay, three points out of the wild card, but we're talking just a couple months ago, you know, a team was, what, three points out of first in their division, and they fired Yeah, but that was, they were (laughs) overachieving at that point, and I think everyone knew that. Like, that central isn't, isn't, it's not an easy division. Like, there's, you know, I, I think there's some teams that aren't performing as well as we thought. Like, I don't know what happened to Nashville this year. Yeah. But there's a lot of really good teams in that in that central division. And I don't know. I'd, like I said, I just feel like the, the expectations that the ownership and management may have, there are just out of sync with what they've actually put on the ice. Well, and so much, uh, a lot more separation in that, you know, in that division where you've got St. Louis 71, Colorado 72, or I'm sorry, St. Louis 74, Colorado 72, mm-hmm. Dallas 71. And then, boom, you know, an eight yeah. point drop to Winnipeg and obviously didn't help themselves tonight. Whereas in the Pacific, you know, it's yeah, but even even Winnipeg, points. I think, is overachieving this year based on their defense. Yeah, like I thought Winnipeg was going to have a much harder season than they've had this year. Do you think it's a case of like Gibson last year for Anaheim, where just Hellebuck is probably just held been them in? Fantastic. Uh, if you look at you know Hellebuck was kind of the guy when everyone would be like, oh, well, you know, Martin Jones's defense sucks. Yes, his defense does suck, but you have to make a save. And, and Connor Hellebuck was like my go-to example because the high danger chances that uh, Winnipeg allow are very similar to what the Sharks allow. And Connor Hellebuck's, you know, a good goalie. Martin Jones isn't. Yeah. And for all we said earlier about the amount of uh, high danger chances that the Sharks had, um, the lead in shots on goal in some significant keys during this game they had a sure. large margin of a lead. And again, you look at it, it's the, sh- the Sharks could have easily lost this game. You oh, know, yeah. Like, 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 Dell like and I Hellebuck. said, without Aaron Dell, um, Aaron Dell uh, faced an absolute onslaught at the end. He wasn't getting any help but at the end of that no. game. But and Hellebuck he was, making was playing great saves. Too. Yeah, oh yeah, no, and, and yeah, and Hellebuck had a good game. Like I'm the don't don't take anything away from Connor Hellebuck. I thought I thought Connor Hellebuck played a really good game, but um, you know, Aaron Dell, if you look at who had to make the the larger scale of you oh. know, by the end of it, it was definitely Aaron Dell was making the the bigger saves, especially just the of the ridiculous variety at the end there. Yeah. And got a you know, got a couple of help from uh from Siegfried and Royd there. Uh, yeah, definitely some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lo- looking on the numbers, you, you know, uh, Kulikov, uh, Pullman on defense for Winnipeg, minus three, you know, dash threes tonight. Uh, but Mark Shifley dash two, so he'll probably be on the trading block, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. game over, Shifley. Yeah, yeah that, that fucking guy. Anyway. <laughs> 
But uh, boy, I just uh, it, it, I just want. <laughs> Is Evander Kane, like, is there something in his contract that says he gets a bonus if he leads the team in penalty minutes or something? I mean, good God. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, see, again, like, Michael Haley and be like, challenge accepted. I think he, like, again, I, I there's certain games where he just sometimes just can't help himself. He kind of gets caught up in the moment. This was one of those games where he just clearly got caught up in the moment, you know, um, he he was a little reckless tonight. And I think he's been a little reckless lately with his elbows. Like mm-hmm. I thought there was there was there was an elbow in Calgary. I thought, wow, I was kind of surprised they didn't. You know, there was nothing said about it after. Um, again, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be shocked to see Evander Kane. Um, maybe you know, I don't think he's going to get like a huge suspension or anything. But uh, if he got dropped a fine on him tomorrow for uh, that elbow this game, I wouldn't be shocked by it. Well, now let me ask you this too, because uh, we saw a couple fines come out recently. Um, who was the guy that tagged Reeves in the in the in the Twig and Berry? Um, Dumba was that Dumba? Oh yeah, it's not Dumba. <laughs> yeah, so he gets five k. Uh, mm-hmm. You see Chara the other day get five k. Ridiculous. Yeah, which I can't understand. And the whole thing is like, look. Uh, you know, I don't know that Dumba's making that much money. I know Chara oh, does. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought he did. I know Chara makes some good coin. Uh, $5,000 is like, it's a tip. Let me, let me go into my couch cushions and see what I can pull out when yeah. you're an NHL player. That's especially like, a, a good one. Yeah. That's like, they're going to, he's going to, someone's going to drop 5k on, you know, the dinner after the game. You know what I mean? Like 5k yeah. is nothing. Like if you up that to, to 50k, here's the problem though. It's the max allowable by the CBA. Yeah. I just, I think that, I mean, I understand like you, you that's if the you're deal a player, you, do you want the, if, if you're a player, so do you want them to actually find you like a significant amount of money? Like obviously you start missing games. You're going to, you're going to miss some pay. Um, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's just, I don't, I just don't understand what the fine it really is you know what okay you know what the fine for for the for the nut tap to to ryan reeves i can see that as a fine the for chara for what he did i don't understand oh, how that does not get a, a minimum games. of a game yeah no i i agree i and i i thought um and seven games for kicking somebody is ridiculous to me too. That that suspension should have been double digits. I know that they're going to say well no one was hurt whatever but i don't care like that is complete garbage I, I would agree with that especially the fact that it's like well wait a minute didn't you just like can this guy a month ago for ragdolling kachuk you yeah. know so it's just kind of uh, whatever that should have been double digit suspension because it's just it was just stupid it's reckless and there's just no place for it in the game it's not you know it's not a fight it's not uh, you know a hit. like this has you can argue that, you know, some hits don't belong in the game either, but a kick has less than no place in the game. Like, I mean, there's it, literally a blade on your foot and and not even that. And, you know, but like the blade, the, the sharpness of an NHL skate versus the sharpness of a, a you know, Joe Blow, <laughs> um, you know, I play beer league hockey's blade significantly less, you know, like the, the sharpness of those blades on those NHL players ridiculously sharper than you know i'm joe blow and i play beer league on wednesday yeah uh let's see which is worse cross-checking a guy in the throat or kicking a guy with the skate 
Um, I you can go with the state because again, like a cross check is, you know, you're right. It's, you know, is it a good hit? No. Um, when you're Brendan Gallagher and you're five feet tall though, and Zanato Charis six eleven, I mean, you know, um, it's hard when you, you know, you're cross checking a guy where a normal guy would get a cross check in the chest, but because you're seven feet tall, you cross check a guy in the face. I'm not, I'm, I'm being silly here. I'm not trying to justify what Char did, but Look, a cross-check happens. I mean, yes, there's the penalty for it, cross-checks, but cross-checks happen every game. Every game has cross-checks yeah. in it. Every game does not and have it's... one player kicking another in the chest with his skate. Like, thank God these guys wear Kevlar freaking shoulder pads and <laughs> chest pads and shit, because if, like, because again, you know, like, if that happens to, to Joe Blow Gear League, who's probably not wearing anything, he's got open-heart surgery on the ice. Well, my, <laughs> my point is it's not as if Chara is not aware of how tall he is. No, and I, again, I, was, I was more just making light of the situation, but yeah. like the, the the kick is worse because it doesn't matter that no one got hurt. It should, there's no place for that play period in hockey. Uh, it's, do you do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe somebody in the chat will remember. Uh, but like I don't know, 15 years ago or something like that. Maybe it wasn't that long. But Chris Pronger stepped mm-hmm. on a, on the back of a guy's leg who was down with his mm-hmm. skate. And I'm not, I'm not even sure if he got anything for that. Yeah, I I'd have to go back and look. I don't remember exactly. I I, I vaguely like I I have a memory of this play. I kind of can see it. I remember but, it was in the corner. If I yeah, remember, I think uh, I think he was playing for Anaheim at the time. But it, maybe it was Edmonton. But I think it was Anaheim. Either way, uh, we did get uh, somebody wanted to know uh, honestly. Do the Sharks take the cap hit and eat Jones's contract? Um, no, cause they're already screwed as it is. You don't want to be screwed for the long, for like twice as long as you're already screwed for. It depends. I guess it depends on what you're going to do, right? Like you, obviously, if you're moving on from Jones, you have to have a plan B. I don't know if just holding on to Arundel at cheap money is plan is, is a good plan B. You definitely can't bring back both of them next year. Like you can't be like, well, Dell had a good reason. You know, Dell had a good end of the season and maybe Jones figures it out. So we're going to come back with the exact same goaltending. Like that's not what quickly turning around contending teams would do. Um, uh, you know, and then, and if you want to take Doug Wilson at face value, I don't, but that's what the Sharks are supposed <laughs> to be. Um, you know, they're supposed to quickly turn this thing around. So I guess it really, it really depends on what they're going to do. Um, you know, if, if they're going to like, if they're going to go after a guy, then obviously you need Jones out of the picture because you can't have two big money goalies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that. You know, what also popped into my head is, uh, you know, the ascension of Staloc in the NHL was derailed because he same thing he got, and that was an accident. Yeah, but it also goes to show you that you know, look, this those blades are not dull. No, oh no, <laughs> and, and like I said, professional hockey players like much sharper than the average Joe uses on their skate. Yeah. Uh, so I know uh, Brody and Hanner went off the air just a, a hot second ago. So. Again, want to remind everybody, if you're new here, uh, if for some reason you happen to be in a cafe in Winnipeg and they're actually getting good Wi-Fi and watching us, uh, hey, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, and uh, catch us on the Reddit or whatever. But tell a friend and hit the subscribe button if you would. We would appreciate it. Trying to trying to grow our little our little garden here. Yeah, absolutely. Kessler. Yes, that's what it was. Kessler is the one who, yeah. 
So yeah, and someone brought up like Zednik, who I think his throat got slashed open, and oh, there's yeah. blood. I was that was scary, 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 scary. And there was just um, goalie. Oh crap! I can't remember what team, but oh, in the OHL again, not not an intentional play, accidental play. Uh, cut open an artery in his leg, and there was just blood everywhere. Uh, and thankfully, they got to him quickly and um, took care of it. But uh, you know, like uh, that's that's the, the part that I don't understand. Cause we've seen some really horrific injuries caused by skate blades, and a lot of them are absolutely accidental. So when you have a guy trying to kick someone else in the chest with their skate, like I don't understand the message that the NHL think they're sending. I, you know, they talked about it um, on the intermission. You know, and I, I Scott Hannon, I believe, said, like, I don't understand the message that they're trying to send there. Like uh, that there's there's some things where I think uh, player safety has really, really dropped the ball. And I think this is one of them should have been a this should have been this should it should have been at least in the double digits. And well, even then, maybe it's not enough. Let me ask you this. How often do you hear people say player safety got it wrong it wasn't enough versus how like i'm just i hear that all the time you know what i never hear is wow player safety really dropped the hammer that might have been too much like i never hear that unless it's a shark then they <laughs> then they drop the hammer way too hard <laughs> 41 That's games the problem. 41 Here, games <laughs> this, is, this is the problem right and this is and this is the problem with player safety and the job that they have is that there's always going to be like, oh, well, that's my guy, and my guy doesn't deserve that. And that's the hard thing about it. Like, it's... Well, how do you have Peros trying to give out, uh, you know, uh, supplemental discipline to Corey Perry? Yeah, no, and I I agree with that. And I, I, I've i never been a fan of the way player safety is set up. I understand that, you know, they they don't want... They want, you know, they got to have hockey guys in there because so, when hockey well, stuff then, happens... Then put Brian Burke in there. Put, you know, like... Give me, I don't want a player, you yeah. know, like maybe you can have a, a couple players that are like, maybe it's part, like, there's like a three man council kind of a thing. And like, but you should have like maybe a coach, uh, maybe a trainer or something, and then a player and they can debate about it. But just having like this one face of it and it's like, oh, and who is it? It happens to be basically a former goon and, you know, and he's got buddies. I don't care for it. We did have something in the chat here. So any, sorry, uh, yep. Any update on EK65? Did I miss something? Uh, Eric Carlson didn't play. Uh, he played. He hadn't played. I think it was 13 minutes he didn't play in the third period. I think there was like he, he didn't play for 13 minutes, I believe. See, but if you look at the numbers, though, it's like, Dil well, now that I'm looking at it, no, Dylan had 21 minutes. EK yeah, he had, had 19. 19. And then Burns with 28. So, yeah, okay, there might have been something. I didn't notice it, but then again... <laughs> Okay, I'm not saying this is it. I can't imagine this would be it. Miss uh, Miss most of the third. It would. I would laugh if Bugner benched him for that screen that he pulled on Dell. Like, what the hell are you doing? Or if he just yeah, didn't, didn't like. But his at game. the same time, I, there's like, no way that happened. But man, would that be a damn story? Like, dude, earn your goddamn contract. Stop playing so, so soft. Stop being a diva. Mm, Get out there and play. Mm, 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 here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. Like, yes, that was a really brutal play by Eric Carlson on that thing, but that play doesn't happen if Vlasic isn't so, like, oh, it yeah. was... No, because Burns and Dylan were equally, like, out to yeah. lunch on that goal. So And then and Vlasic was, like, Vlasic, I remember 
the play that led up to Eric Carlson doing the Flamingo. Vlasic was really bad on that play. Um, so Shang uh, posted a GIF and he said he's not sure if this is why Carlson missed the last 13-26 of the game, but he fell awkwardly over Joe Thornton. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sure we'll hear something uh, either later this evening or, uh, I mean, remember the Sharks play in just like, what is it, <laughs> about, about another uh, 20-something hours? If that's... Yeah, it looks like a real, like, it looks really nothing play, but... Or not 20-something, geez, what, they play in, like, 15 hours or something, so... Yeah, uh, if you check out Sheng on Twitter, you should follow Sheng on Twitter. If you don't, you're, I don't know, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Don't do it wrong. Is is there anyone, has there ever been a player that has been more polarizing for the Sharks than Eric Carlson when it comes to the fan base? I mean, maybe Torres? Torres. Yeah. Rafi Torres. Yeah, easily Rafi Torres. Um... Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like hmm. Vander Kane, maybe a little bit too. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think even well, even though it was for such a brief period, Mark Bell. Yeah, I. I mean, the dude gets here, and then like, I don't even know if he's played a game, and he gets a DUI. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Torres was definitely see. It's funny, and then the Vander Kane too. Um, I think has been somewhat, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, like Evander Kane is more for things off the ice than on the ice is why he's polarizing. That's true. Uh, Danny Heatley was a guy. Yeah, Danny Heatley. I think, you know. Is scoring the hat trick on his first game helped? I think helped. <laughs> and I think, like, obviously, look, at the Dan Schneider thing was was a terrible tragedy, but I think by the time he got to San Jose like that, like, he, I mean, obviously, he's always going to have to live with that, but I don't think, like... Oh, I got a guy for you. Or you know, hold that. You know, I didn't. I didn't really hold that over his head. Still, dude. By that point, go ahead. I, I have two guys for you. Polarizing, at least in my world. Okay. M- Mikkel Bodker, Marty Havlat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are these guys doing here? Get them the f out. <laughs> I mean, John Scott was polarizing too. If you want to go that route, but I think that's true. For for I, but as far as like skilled players go, I mean. I, I don't think there's ever been a skill player that's been more polarizing than Eric Carlson oh, with this fan base. No, not at all. Um, I just want to do a quick dive uh, into the special teams numbers here, sure. <laughs> just because they've been interesting. Because and I've I've used the Dallas game. Pavelski's return is kind of like the beginning <laughs> of the whole deal, because up until that point, the Sharks had scored five power play goals in five games, and their PK was perfect. Since then, they've played, what is it, 10, 11 games, 2, 4, 6, 8, 11 games. And in that time, they've scored just three power play goals. And during those 11 games, uh, there have been only two, no, three, three of 11 where they didn't allow at least one power play goal. And then we also remember the shit show versus of Calgary last week where they allowed mm-hmm. three in one game. So, um I mean, you. I give the Sharks a lot of credit because they are the second most penalized team in the league. So to have their penalty kill ranked as high as it is is really a testament to that penalty well, kill. When you get so but, much practice at it, you think you'd yeah, be good at yeah, it. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good thing, you know. If you, you know, you, the the West guys, they don't get a lot of time to practice. But when you get that much practice in game, I guess it's going to be pretty good. Um, but no, I'll give them like that's 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 a credit to them. But obviously, again, you allowed the second most penalties of you're the second most penalized team in the league. That dam's going to break eventually. Right. I mean, yeah. it just it had to happen eventually. Plus, you consider that um, the power play being I mean, 
power play being rough, obviously that's where you're really missing Couture and Hurdle still. Like that's where it's going to show the most. And, you know, Logan Couture not being there to penalty kill also is problematic. Significant. Yes. Uh, so uh, we're always, I'm, if you know me, I'm always down for a tight 45 and we're getting close to it up against it. So uh, I'm, I'm not doing the whole uh, reach around thing. There are only three other games and none of them have anything to do with the Sharks. They're all East Coast and nothing major happened. So, yeah. we, we, so let's just move on, shall we? Uh, if anything, I'd rather talk about Boudreaux or, so, you know, be how many coaches are we going to get rid of this season? I mean, how many have we lost at this point? Like a third of the league, it feels like? Um, I what, think we're almost up to half now at this point. I think since I the last, was... I believe we're up to 15 since the summer. Wow. Christ almighty. After uh, not having anyone fired during the season last year, oof, we're uh, up to 15. Well, let's take a hot look at the standings here. Just because they're fun, I mean, we got to at least take a look. So with, uh, you know, top three in the Pacific, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Vegas. Now, remember, points-wise, Vancouver just has a three-point lead on Edmonton. And as I said at the top, uh, Connor McDavid's going to be out for two to three weeks. We'll see if they can survive that or if some other teams take advantage. Uh, they did lose their last game. Uh, Vegas has been kind of... Uh, hot and cold with PDB behind the bench so far. One day it's hot, one day it's cold. What are you going to do? Uh, Calgary, though, I mean, they're tied with them, 66 points. Wait a minute, hold on. How does Vegas, okay, explain this to me. Maybe I'm an idiot. I mean, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure I am, but Vegas and Calgary, same amount of games played. Mm -hmm. They both have 66 points, but Vegas is in the three spot. Calgary's in the four spot, even though Calgary has one more win. I cannot explain that. Uh, well, it, it is NHL.com. Yeah, that makes no sense to me because yeah. you'd think by just wins should be the first tiebreaker. Wins, 30 wins should be better than your 29. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing being, uh, of course, Winni Winnipeg blew a chance tonight to leapfrog Arizona for the second wildcard spot. So Arizona's probably, thank you very much, San Jose, for that. However, Winnipeg does have two games in hand on Arizona. So yeah. it's going to be fun to see how these uh, you know last 25 go down in the books. Uh, St. Louis still running away with it. They, you know, I don't, although, I mean, God damn, that's a horse race. St. Louis mm -hmm. 74, Colorado 72, Dallas 71, and Dallas currently on a three-game win streak. And I, and I think Pavelski has missed a game or two. I think he might have been injured. Yeah, that's. I, I read something. I, I, I was funny because I haven't really been nice to this on, on Discord the other night. Like, this year I've watched, like, a lot of Sharks hockey. And maybe that's why I'm angry because I haven't watched a lot of other hockey. <laughs> to me, that's why I'm so angry suddenly. Just because, like, all my hockey has been, well, a lot of it's been really bad. I mean, there's been some... So there's been some high points, but you know, we, we, we look at the standing and we see the sharks are third last in the, uh, in the you know, third last, uh, as the Anaheim and LA are the only teams that they're in front of. So obviously look, it's been more bad than good. Yes. So, uh, with that, uh, I think we're probably due to get out of here. If you want to find us on discord after the show. Uh, so, uh, in your final thoughts, where the people can find you on the social media. Um, look, honestly, I thought uh, Sharks played a good game. Dell played an amazing game, uh, you know, and this, this is this is it. This is the small victories that we can have now until the trade deadline. And then we'll see what happens there. You know, you, you got to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, obviously, the big picture sucks, but 
enjoy these little moments because that's pretty much all we got now. <laughs> um, on the social media, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey, as always. Uh, I am AJ underscore strong. Like the Sharks have won three out of their last four. So there's that. Uh, no matter what happens tomorrow, a Sharks backup is winning. Whether it's the current one or a former one, uh, take your take your pick. Uh, but remember, uh, Minnesota might be a little ass on fire because they're mm-hmm. going to have a new coach, you know, and they're going to be uh, a little ticked off, and they're definitely going to be more rested than the Sharks. Um, but yeah, AJ underscore strong on all the social media, and I will leave you with uh, the fact that this should not have been a goal. I'm sorry. This is not a goal. At me if you want. This is not a goal, people. As we are facing Minnesota. Oh, he's pulled it back, eh? Yeah. As we're facing Minnesota, my friends, this is not a goal. Here we go. Look at how close the puck is to the crease. And now look at how far away from the crease the puck yeah, is. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's hard because, yeah. Mm. Not a goal, people. Not a goal. Mm. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you all tomorrow following the Sharks in Minnesota. All right? Sound good, everybody? And other than that, we'll catch you in the Discord. So thanks for watching. Catch you all tomorrow following Sharks in Minnesota. Remember, a 2 p.m. start. It's going to be early. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. See you tomorrow.